Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Hey, it's Brenda here, and I just quickly want to let you in on some exciting news. I'm hosting an overnight retreat this fall, and you're invited. I went on my first personal development retreat 12 years ago with my coach and mentor, Barbara Scher. And taking that time for myself to replenish and rejuvenate and tap into my inner voice to discover what I really wanted in my life was life-changing. And ever since then, I've dreamed of hosting my own overnight personal development retreat for women. I started co-hosting day retreats with my dear friend and colleague, who's a meditation and yoga instructor and spiritual coach, Renee Walker, back in 2017. And since then, we've hosted six magical one-day retreats together. And at the end of each retreat, everyone attending always wished it was longer. So we finally decided to create an overnight retreat called the Align and Design Soul Retreat, a three-day curated experience where spiritual wisdom meets the science of positive psychology. From Wednesday, October 25th till Friday, October 27th, we invite you to join us for an unforgettable journey of self-discovery, relaxation, and personal growth in the serene Caledon Hills, set in the rustic yet luxurious setting of Mount Alverno Luxury Resorts. Limited spots are available for this exclusive retreat, and our past retreats have filled up quickly. So if this speaks to you, consider this your official invitation to join us for three incredible days in the beautiful Caledon Hills this fall. You can find the link to the Align and Design Soul Retreat in the show notes where you'll find out all the details and be able to reserve your spot. I hope you can join us. I'd love to see you in the Caledon Hills this fall. Just a quick disclaimer before we dive into this episode, we will be doing a demonstration of the emotional freedom technique. And so if you're driving, don't tap along with us. Wait until you're in a safe environment where you can use your hands uh, to do the tapping. Hello, everyone. I am so honored to have a very special guest with me today, Lisa Garber. Lisa was one of my very first coaches. We met 15 years ago on this fateful day when I was a young mom (laughs) and I was walking into Whole Foods and I saw that there was someone that was going to be speaking on a topic called Mothers on Fire. And I remember being nervous to go to the first couple sessions, so I didn't go but I jotted down the dates that they were doing these sessions. And then one day I decided to show up and I walked into this room in the learning center of Whole Foods. And there was this beautiful woman who I'm interviewing today, Lisa Garber at the front of the room in this circle with these women teaching. uh, It was like a book club teaching Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth which I happened to be reading along the Oprah book club or something. And all of these young moms in the room and everyone was um, discussing this book. And I just walked in and I just so imagine I was this lonely mom who was looking for people that I could connect with. And I walked in and I, I said, oh my goodness, I found my people and they hang out upstairs at Whole Foods. And their leader was Lisa Garber, who is my guest today. So welcome to the show, Lisa. <laughs> and were there snacks? I mean, we were at Whole Foods. Yes. We snacking? We had the best snacks. They were healthy and delicious. Yes, we had snacks. And um, yeah, but it's and Lisa, you really did. And gosh, this is like 15 years later. And um yeah, I don't know if I've ever fully told you the impact that that had on me. And I, I would not be doing this work in the world that I'm doing in the way I'm doing it. Uh, had I not had that coaching from you when I was losing myself as as a young mom. And 
Lisa has written a book called Becoming a Mother on Fire, a guide to being a mom without losing yourself. And we actually, uh, we worked together. I joined Mothers on Fire for a while and did workshops and worked worked closely with Lisa as well as with uh, Renee Walker and Sandra Dettina. And Lisa was our coach. So she guided me through my first vision board and all these different things. And Lisa is one of those people who she became a coach before life coaching was a thing. Um, She was one of the first, she was a psychotherapist and then she became a coach. I think it was in the mid nineties and she is still running her coaching practice today. And she's coaching other coaches in the world and just has helped so many people. So I'm just so honored and delighted to have you here, Lisa. Wow. I really needed that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's so lovely. Because, you know, as you likely know, Brenda, now that you're in the business, we don't really know the impact that we have on people. And you can't really walk around going, how am I doing? (laughs) How am I doing? It's a thing that the mayor of New York used to walk around shaking hands. How am I doing? How am I doing? (laughs) So when you have those moments like you just gave me, it really lands. And I think to myself, "I, I need to remember this. You know, I am having an impact and uh, it feels good because that's what I want. I want to have an impact. So thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. Well, you truly. And 15 years. Wow. Look at you. Yes. And and you could probably tell them some stories. Like I was, I was a bit of a frazzled um, yeah. new mom, right? And I remember I mentioned on another podcast episode um, how I had ordered in Christmas uh, dinner And I was so proud of myself because 15 years earlier, you had suggested ordering in Thanksgiving dinner. And I I was like, oh, like, how how dare she suggest that? (laughs) And it took me 15 years. (laughs) But so I was in a very different place. Right. And you probably remember. um, And the impact. You were conforming, weren't you, to all the things you thought you were supposed to do, be, have. It was really. Yeah, you were in a box. Yeah, definitely. And, it was, and, you, and you were bristling in there. You didn't. It didn't feel good, did it? No, exactly. No, very good. I'm glad to hear that. Yes, ordering in. That's <laughs> funny. Now everybody orders in everything. It's like <laughs> right. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was a, that was a huge step. And you, you, I remember you challenged me on a lot of those social norms and helped me to walk my own path as a a mom and also um, as an entrepreneur and to really step into the work I wanted to do in the world and help me do it a lot faster because I think I thought, oh, it was going to be way far into the future. And you're like, no, you can do this now. And, uh, And speaking about the impact, you know, just think of all the women who are impacted by listening to this podcast and all the work um, you continue to do and that I've continued to do and all the women that went through Mothers on Fire. So the ripple effect, yeah, you'll never know. And I remember um, Oprah said to Maya Angelou at one point something about, um, you know, this is my legacy, like her school. And Maya Angelou said, you'll never know, like, you don't know, this may not be your legacy, because we never really know uh, who we touch and, and what our full legacy is. So Um, So anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. And today we're going to be talking about, um, I'm excited to talk about something called emotional freedom technique, which as a seasoned coach, this is uh, one of the tools I know in your toolkit, Lisa, to help people. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, can you just tell us a little bit more about the work you are doing in the world right now? Certainly, I certainly can. I'm pretty much doing the same work I did when I started life coaching, what, 25 years ago, which is, uh, as you know, really connecting with women to help them to live a more personally fulfilling life, to fulfill themselves and their potential, to find more joy, and to uh, really be true to who they are. That's my favorite thing about it, right? Because if you think about the changes that you went through the people we know who went through, the real change was, what do I want? Who am I? What it, what what gets me excited in the morning? What are my talents? You know, how do I want to show up in this world? And that is the hardest thing for people to do. 
part of it is they don't know what it is. And then when they do find out what it is, they don't want to, they're too nervous to express it. And I'd say that's the biggest change I've seen in 25 years. So when I first started, the whole idea of living your potential, finding your true self, expressing it into the world, it was new in the self-help world. And everybody who came to me was looking for that. So we did all these exercises and coached around that. Now, 25 years, maybe 20 years later, I look around and they've all found it. They know who they are. They know who they what they want, and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of a different group of people who have done a lot of self-help work mm-hmm. and have read some amazing books, listened to some glorious podcasts, and yet they're stuck and they're not getting out there. So that has become a big part of my work, which is why the emotional freedom technique is so powerful because it's there to help people get unstuck. Mm, Okay. This is fascinating to me. And we'll describe a little bit in a minute what the emotional freedom technique is that we're talking about and, and the definition of it. But before we do that, I find this really interesting that, so when you first started coaching, people um, weren't sure what they wanted. They they didn't know what they wanted. And so you would help them with that. And now you're finding that they've, yeah, self-help and personal development, it's out there everywhere. So they know what they want, but they're not doing it. So what's getting in the way? What what do you think is getting in the way of people like? Yeah. Yeah. The simple answer is fear. Fear is getting in the way. So now we, but after you, but it doesn't look like or sound like fear. It is, uh, I don't have the time. I'm not sure what people will think. I don't know if that's really what I want anyway. Um, I wonder if if this is really the right path. Uh, what what will my family think? What What if I can't make it happen? What if, what if, what if? So what if statements uh, is... The, the, what is that? The clue, the clue that there's a fear and it comes in all these forms, rationalizations. I'll do it later. The kids are still too young. Kids are too old. The kids are in school. Kids aren't in school. You can, you can, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too pretty. I'm too not pretty. I'm too tall. I'm too short. You can just find about anything to rationalize. The brain is really good at that. And that's, so that is really what gets in, in the way. They're just scared. Mm, okay. And that, yeah, that would be my experience with, um, with coaching people as well, the whole, you know, the getting in the way, although I don't think I realized, um, because you started coaching before I did about this whole that that change just over, over time, and how, how, you know, the whole personal development world has has had that impact on people. So can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, what is, for people that are going, what are they even talking about? What is this emotional freedom technique? Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to tell you. And let me just say that I learned it before I was a coach. So before I was a life coach, I was a therapist. Do you remember a psychotherapist? So I had had years in, of training as a psychotherapist. And it's, it, I like to, to mention the evolution of this because the evolution of me and coaching kind of happened at the same time. Yes. Which is that, that uh, people were getting very discouraged and uh, around therapy. So they would go to a therapist with the full intention of feeling better and two years, three years, five years later, still be in therapy and still not feeling well. And so a whole group of therapists and psychologists got kind of tired of this. And so they started looking for another way. And there have been a number of them. The one that I fell into was called solution-focused therapy. So solution-focused therapy did the exact opposite of what therapy did. It didn't focus on the problem. It focused on the solution. Right. Well, this was earth-shattering, as you can imagine. And I loved it. I thought, this is amazing. So I thought at that time, I always, I never felt quite like a therapist. You know how you felt you found your people? I'd go to psychology conventions and I thought, I don't fit in. 
something is not working. Thought I fitted in better with the solution focus. So they were focusing right on the solution of things. And then I um, eventually found that life coaching went, oh, no, these are my people. This is this is right. So, But I did take emotional freedom technique during that period when I was a psychotherapist. And it was really, really innovative. It was based, though, on something that's longstanding and understandable to lots of people, and that is the energy meridians in our body. So acupuncture uses these energy meridians, and it will put these needles in certain points to activate the energy. And it's through the moving and releasing of this energy that the body heals and changes. Well, then they discovered they could do acupressure. You could just go and, you know, manipulate a list, that and the other. And again, the, the energy would move. Mm-hmm. Well, then this guy discovered you could just tap on some of these par- parts that were considered points, right? Meridian points. And that did the same thing. It moved energy. And then he realized, you know what? All negative emotions, they're stuck energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're angry, that would be a negative emotion. Mm -hmm. Your energy is stuck. If you're depressed, it's stuck. And you can feel that, I think, sometimes. Well, depression, it would be considered a lower level energy than even, right, than anger. Mm -hmm. Anger, you actually start to feel a little energized because Mm -hmm. you're angry. (laughs) But when you're depressed and it's like discouraged, there's like no energy. And so he started doing these experiments and eventually created this emotional freedom technique, which was a, a system through tapping specific points and saying things out loud that allowed the energy to start moving. And you could, in one session, notice a difference in how you felt. Wow. Okay. So this makes sense. Like I've done um, the acupuncture before and I, you know, I understand energy, but I'm also a science girl. And so I'm curious to know, like, and for people listening who are like, okay, this all sounds interesting, but is there like with energy and meridians and all that, is there science behind it? Yes, there is. But please don't ask me to quote any of it. I I won't. But there is like, I think they're finding that there is right. But people, um, my sense is that people still sort of put some of this in the realm of like alternative. And so they think it's like out there or woo woo, but there's actually so much that we're learning about the body and about energy. And so, yeah, so we'll invite people to go and do the research, but there is science. The poor fellow, yeah, the people that first started it uh, was, he was an engineer, actually. (laughs) It was really, and then the next guy, Daniel Craig, who took it and really ran with it, just did experiment after experiment after experiment. So there is a lot out there um, to help people who, you know, to understand it. But frankly, the best way to understand it is to actually do it. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anybody at all. And at the end of a session, you realize, oh, I feel so much better. I feel lighter. I feel happier. I feel like I released something. You go, I don't need, that's the science I need, right? It's it's my, I'm experimenting on myself. Yeah. So that is, but that's me. You know me. I'm not a, I'm not a conformist. I don't, (laughs) I mean, I do have a master's degree in psychology, but it was hard. I'm telling you, it was really hard to sit down and do all that, to do that, that. Statistics. I did statistics. Oh man. You did. And just this as a side note, just for people listening, um, you also like your story just about going back to school as an adult student to do all that. Yeah. Is is that was the so best inspiring. Thing. It is, it's 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 such a good idea. I really just the whole time I was there, I thought, wow, university is wasted on the young. <laughs> just wasted. I would say to encourage every child, go out for four or five years, get a job, go traveling, do have a life, realize what the world is like, mm-hmm. and then come back to university as a, you know, with those experiences, because they were just taking it for granted. They were not enjoying it. They just thought they had no idea what a privilege it was to be in university. And I, having had worked as a musician and as a songwriter and as a singer for 16 years, and then entered into the university in my 30s, 
I recognized what a privilege it was. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved it. Oh, I loved everything about it. I even, even I didn't love statistics, but I loved that I passed it. Yes. <laughs> I proved something to myself, right? Well, I can do it if I really buckle down. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I think that's so great. And for people, yeah, that think about going back to school, I just think it's so wonderful that, that you did that. And, um, and yeah, so we know you, yeah, we know, you know, science and you understand it. I do, I do. But but you, but you're also very practical and, and I love, and with your coaching and now all of this life experience you have as a coach, um, I love that you have this as part of, you, you said it's one of the tools in your toolkit as a coach that people can use. And so you're going to show us today or tell us how to, even though people can't necessarily see you if they're listening on the podcast, we're going to walk you through, uh, Lisa's going to walk you through how to do this. Yeah, I am. I'm going to do it. And so let's set the stage. So the stage is that um, something has got you and, and Brenda, I'm going to use you as the client. Okay. Okay. So let's say you've come to me, Lisa, you know me, uh, maybe there's something going on right now in your business or in your, I know you want to, we want to keep it business oriented. So let, or personal development and, um, you feel, you have feelings about it. Maybe you are, have some fear or you feel stuck, or maybe you don't even know what you want. Is there anything like that happening for you right now that you can identify? Or your body, it could be physical stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Eating stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, well, let me. Do you want a list or? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> let everybody recognize that no one's perfect. <laughs> um. Well, let me think here. Um, what would work for this? So I know. Part of it is in my business, and I don't know if this is specific enough, but like just putting myself out there. And I know like doing the podcast, right? Initially, that was that was a big step. Um, you know, but also, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to get better at sharing more personal stories and and being seen in um in my business and being okay with um with being seen in my business, being heard and realizing that, yeah, I don't have to be perfect. And actually when people realize when I do share the real stories and I am authentic, that it actually, um, you know, people relate more. They, they understand that um, I'm not up here saying I do everything perfectly all the time that I struggle as well with with different things in my life. So um can you well, can you work me, with that? Yes, I can. Okay. I love it. Thank you. And so on a scale of zero to ten, t- zero being I have no real feeling about it at all. Ten being, yeah, there's a strong feeling. Um how where would you put the feeling about uh stepping out, you know, showing yourself to the world showing up, sharing yourself, where, where, what's, where does it resonate emotionally with you? 10 being really nerve wracking, upset, setting, fearful, zero being not at all. Six. Okay, great. Thank you. So we always start with what we call, you know, what do we call that? Calibrating. I think that's what we call that. Okay. So we know you're at a six. And so it's not the worst, but it's also, there's definitely room because what you're hoping for would be great to be a zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know we'll have a successful uh, session if we can get you down to two. So we'll start with six. So here's how we start. We start with something called a setup. And this is what a setup is. We're going to tap the um, side of, we call it the karate chop. So if you think about, if you're going to karate chop something, you're going to hit a certain part of your your hand and we tap there and when we tap we take two three fingers and Does we it just matter tap whether it's our right or, or left hand does Doesn't it matter? matter okay matters not so you just tap lightly and we're this is where we start i'm going to give you a setup and you're going to i'm going to say it and you're going to follow you're going to say it after me what the setup does helps to release resistance so one of the things that this 
uh, Gary Craig learned was that if the EFT didn't work, it was because people had resistance. And we would resist because we're afraid of letting things go, right? We're afraid of change. We know, you know, resistance. So just follow what I say. Even though I'm feeling nervous about putting myself out there. Even though I'm feeling nervous about putting myself out there. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'm anxious about being seen and heard. Even though I'm anxious about being seen and heard. I'm okay. I'm okay. And even though I'm uncomfortable being on the spot. And even though I'm uncomfortable being on the spot. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Okay. Take your tapping fingers and tap now what we call the side, the eyebrow. So you're going to go up and tap sort of in between the two eyebrows, closer to, to one eye. Yep. There you go. And repeat after me this nervousness about putting myself out there. This nervousness about putting myself out there. Tap on the side of the eye. Move your fingers. There you go. This nervousness I'm feeling. This nervousness I'm feeling. Under the nose. I'm not always comfortable showing up. I'm not always comfortable showing up. Now under the lip, really in the cleft of the chin there. Sometimes I just want to hide. Sometimes I just want to hide. Now, we're going to do this, the part of the chest. It's like if you go down to where there's this cleft, and then you move over and go down a little bit on the chest. There you go. Found it. Um, yeah, even though I'm not used to talking about myself. Even though... I'm not used to talking about myself. And then we do one under the arm. It's sort of where the bra strap is. Yeah. I feel nervous talking about myself. I feel nervous talking about myself. And then we do the crown chakra, the top of the head. I'm uncomfortable talking about myself. I'm uncomfortable talking about myself. We're going to go around again. The eyebrow. I prefer... To keep up a wall. I prefer to keep up a wall. Side of the eye. I prefer looking like I have it all together. I prefer looking like I have it all together. Under the eye. That just helps me feel safe. That just helps me feel safe. Under the nose. I was raised to make sure I had it all together. I was raised to make sure I had it all together. Under the lip, on the chin. In fact, everybody expects me to have it all together. In fact, everyone expects me to have it all together. Now this collarbone again. And so I try and please everybody. And so I try and please everybody. Under the arm. Yeah, that's what I do. I try and please everybody. Yeah. That's what I do. I try and please everybody. And so I want to give them the perfect version of myself. And so I want to give them the perfect version of myself. Okay, let's stop for a second and take a deep breath. Now, any sense that the number changed from a six, the nervousness, the discomfort about putting yourself out there? Could get higher, by the yeah. way. Well, I feel like I just did put myself out there by doing that. Um, but yeah, no, it feels more like a three or a four. Okay, great. And of the things we said, any of the statements resonate with you? Yes, many of them. Um, I did see you smiling mm -hmm. about put it being perfect. Was it that yes. one? 
smile. Yeah, that was one. And there was another one. Oh, yeah. A couple of them were like, oh, she knows me. <laughs> it's bang on. <laughs> Yeah, like the expecting like that. Yeah, like, and especially too, when you're teaching like personal development and self development. And, you know, there's that feeling of, you know, applying this in my own life. And so I don't know, somewhere along the line, I picked up this belief that like, okay, walking the talk means doing all of these things perfectly. And I think it might have been, I don't know if it was you, Lisa, someone said to me, when I was talking up, getting up in front of people to talk, I think it might've been you because it was when I was giving one of my first talks. Um, and you said to me, they don't want to see you up there perfect because they won't relate to you. Like, don't, like, if you're the perfect mom getting up there, that's, that's not, yeah. not relatable. So, you know, yeah, that's like actually not even going to serve you. No. I, I do you relate to Kim Kardashian? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and her new commercial where she stretched out with these underwear on and I think they like airbrush her body. She doesn't even have a pimple on this body. <laughs> like the most unreal thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. How do you I mean, no. So exactly. I love that. Okay. Okay. Well, let's keep going. So we're every time we do a round. So there's a couple of things you do. Sometimes we first round we do often is to really some of the negative stuff so we talk about the negative and i i could have gotten deeper brenda i could feel it just understand that i'm going out off of my intuition so i'm picking up you know it's like abraham hicks i feel like i'm picking up vibration and i'm just putting words to to it so i don't really know what i'm going to say so if some of that's why i asked did any of that resonate because then we'll go back and work on the stuff that resonated um, but the, uh, so, so when, if you, and by the way, there are a million YouTube videos of people doing EFT that you can follow and l feel relief from doing until you learn, until you learn it well enough to be able to do it yourself. Some people like I'll do it in, in traffic sometimes, especially if I'm running late and I'm anxious, I'll just sit there while the traffic is going, you're tapping, going, breathing, okay. everything's going to be okay. Nobody's going to be in trouble. Um, yeah. so so we we do the negative first, and then second round or third round, we put in the positive. So we're going to do it again, and I'll show you how that works. Um, and because it was a six, so it's not as intense as it could have been, we might have had to do a lot more for it to come down. And in fact, I had the other day, I had an experience of doing it for myself when I was feeling unsafe, and I went from a six to an eight. So like the first mm -hmm. round actually increased everything. Um, it touched on some memories and some things like that. So then I kept going and releasing and releasing and then and then started putting in the more positive things. And I was okay. I got down to two or one, actually. It was very helpful. But it took 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I was going to say one other thing, too, was um, remind me. I'm going to tell you the story of how I used this to get over my sheer and utter contempt and <laughs> and and uh, anger is not even the right word towards my ex-husband. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I didn't tell you that story. That'll be helpful but, for people. I bet it will. So let's let you and I finish. So okay. we always start again with the. Is it okay? Okay. Yeah, on? and I was I was just going to say too when you said I think the other thing um, that I that struck me was when you said like I am safe, like I'm safe. You know, it's safe to be seen and heard. I think that. I could feel that when you when you said okay. that. Okay. I should be writing this down. Let's hope hope I remember. Okay. So let's let's do the the setup again on the karate chop. Just follow me. Even though I'm still feeling a little unsafe about putting myself out there. Even though I'm still feeling a little unsafe about putting myself out there. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though it's still at a three or a four. Even though it's still at a three or a four. I'm okay. I'm okay. And even though it's hard for me to be so personal. And even though it's hard for me to be so personal. 
I deeply and completely love and accept myself just as I am. I deeply and completely accept myself just as I am. Beautiful. Okay, eyebrow. This nervousness I have about being so open in public. This nervousness I have about being so open in public. Side of the eye. It just makes me feel unsafe. It just makes me feel unsafe. Under the nose. I'm not entirely sure what I'm worried about. I'm not entirely sure what I'm worried about. Under the lip. I just might be worried that I disappoint people. I just might be worried that I disappoint people. Collarbone. I'm a little worried that they're not going to like me. I'm a little worried that they're not going to like me. Under the arm. I'm a little worried that people will be disappointed. I'm a little worried that people will be disappointed. Top of the head. I'm just worried that I can't measure up. I'm just worried that I can't measure up. Side of the eye. I've always felt the need to measure up. I always felt the need to measure up. Side of the eye. I always felt the need to make sure I was uh, perfect. I always felt the need to make sure I was perfect. Under the eye. I just felt safer with that wall up. I just felt safer with that wall up. I still feel safer with that wall up. I still feel safer with that wall up. Under under the chin. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. I'm worried I might fall apart. I'm worried I might fall apart. Collarbone. Yeah, I'm worried I might fall apart. Yeah, I'm worried I might fall apart. Under the arm. I work really hard to keep it together. I work really hard to keep it together. Top of the head. I work really hard to keep it together. I work really hard to keep it together. uh, Eyebrow. So now I need to just allow myself to let that go. So now I just need to allow myself to let that go. Side of the eye. I need to allow myself to make mistakes. I need to allow myself to make mistakes. Under the eye. I need to allow my true self to be seen. I need to allow my true self to be seen. Under the nose, I need to allow myself to be vulnerable. I need to allow myself to be vulnerable. Under the lips, being vulnerable doesn't mean I'm weak. Being vulnerable doesn't mean I'm weak. Collarbone, in fact, being vulnerable shows my strength. In fact, being vulnerable shows my strength. Under the arm, it would be such a relief to stop trying so hard. It would be such a relief to stop trying so hard. Top of the head, it would be amazing if I could just be me. It would be amazing if I could just be me. One more round. Saw eyebrow. I am ready. To open the wall, the door, the thing that's keeping me closed off. I am ready to open the wall, the door, the thing that's keeping me closed off. I am ready for people to see the real me. I am ready for people to see the real me. Under the eye. In fact, I'm excited. In fact, I'm excited. Under the nose, I don't even know how much energy and power I might have. I don't even know how much energy and power I might have. Under the lips, I do, I do know that that wall has kept that energy behind it. I do know that that wall has kept that energy behind it. Collarbone, I need to be real. I need to be real. Under the arm, I love the idea of being real. I love the idea of being real. Top of the head, I love the idea of even being a little messy. I love the idea of even being a little messy. Okay, take a deep breath.
Feels good. Feel good? You feel something different? I do. Yeah, I feel relaxed. Like a lot more relaxed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like very different. Yeah. Me too. And it's not even my stuff I'm tapping on, but it, <laughs> it it's amazing. And when you yeah. tap along, in fact, if your audience did tap along, you might put that in the show notes. They can just tap along with them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be their personal work that they're doing. It's just the movement of energy <laughs> that's going on. Um, what about right. a sense of re- so calm? What about just a sense of energy? Do you feel a little energy? Yeah, there's almost like a vibration. Yeah, I'm a feeling. Vibration. I feel like yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm vibrating differently. It's yeah. Okay, so if we to were, explain, but that's what that's the word yeah, that comes to mind. Is that's vibration. the word. If we were to, if we were scientists, we would write that down. Okay, Brenda feels calmer by how much? Brenda feels a vibration. Okay, something happened. Yes, and that's how you know something happened because you feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel it. Now, did stuff come up? Memories, thoughts, ideas at times when you just thought, ooh, that was a bit too close to the bone. Yeah. There were a couple times I could almost feel like like the first round, like tears behind my eyes, like a little bit. Like I was like, like the really like hitting a nerve, right? Like, oh. Um, and even at the end when you said it's okay to be messy. Messy, I know. I <laughs> I had a hard time. I thought, oh, like, is it? <laughs> like, I thought, I thought, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> so, yeah, you, so, that yeah. struck something, right? That, yeah. So, yeah. when you, because I thought, why is that hard to say? Like, I, and I'm not talking about like, I'm okay with my closet being messy or my home being messy, but professionally being messy, it's like, uh, no, no. <laughs> I don't know why. So these are all really great indicators of stuff to work on. So for instance, I mean, if we were working together, we'd work more on the messy. We would work more on, um, you know, maybe even understanding, even though we don't focus on the problem, it's awfully nice when the, what's the word, the, um, the situation that happened that created the, 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 the disconnect and the, and the energy so I was in it when I, I have always had trouble feeling safe. That means I've had anxiety my whole life and panic attacks. And I was tapping on it. And all of a sudden, out of the blue comes a memory. A memory of me before I could walk, falling out of my high chair, head first and cracking my head open and having to go to the hospital and getting sewed, my head sewed up. Wow. And my mother was at work. So the nanny, she wasn't called a nanny, called a housekeeper, I think. Mm-hmm. She didn't drive. So I'm in her arms. She's screaming, running to the neighbors, trying to get help to get to the hospital. I'm bleeding. My mother wasn't at the hospital. I remember the lights from the hospital. I remember being on the bed in the hospital, the operating table, screaming for my mother. Oh, and now I'm tapping and I'm thinking, no wonder I'm scared. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no wonder. Like, it's not yeah. some deep, weird thing. It was an actual experience that mm-hmm. put into my nervous system that I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm not. That was so helpful when I tapped on that because then I tapped through the memory to coming home, being in my mother's arms right? Playing again, right? So there was a, I was able to follow the story to the good ending, right? Mm -hmm. I had, it had a lovely ending, thank goodness. Yes. Maybe knocked some sense into me. I'm not sure, but there you go. It was, had a nice ending. And, and so sometimes when we tap, we will get a memory Mm -hmm. that we will continue, that, that we can keep tapping on that can really help to uncover what is the deep resistance, the deep issue from below. We didn't do that here out of, for many reasons. One is it would be time consuming and also it would be very personal. Mm-hmm. So you, I didn't, I, you were, and you already, you're already nervous about 
<laughs> about it. So I don't want to go back to like your childhood when somebody said something to you or your parents or something. So, but that's often what it is. That fear of showing up is going to be something that happened to you when you were little. Mm-hmm. And you and it caused your energy to get stuck. It became a thing. Oh, right in there. We've we got tons of them. And that stuck energy, if we can get to it and release it, releases the issue. Isn't that something? It releases the issue. Wow. Yoga, they call those samskaras. Do you know that word? No. Yoga, they call them samskaras. It's basically energy has to move. So if it's stuck, it's like going in a circle. It's like going in little circles. And we have a lot of them that, Mm. you know, life will touch and will be bothered and will wonder, why am I bothered by this? And it's something that happened. Maybe we don't even remember what happened. So this really helps to release all of that. Yeah. Yes. I think it, yeah. And I think it's, especially, I guess it would be when something happens and your reaction maybe doesn't quite match the thing that's happened. It could be that it's, you've bumped into one of those. Yes. um, Okay. Where the energy is. Absolutely. Okay. Why is this, you know, why is this bothering me? Yes. Why, like I get very angry when I'm driving. Now, you know me. I've been meditating for 40 years. Yeah. I'm a fairly peaceful person. I mean, I get excited, but I'm a very grounded, calm kind of person, but not in the car. <laughs> I was thinking, I was trying to figure out why, right? And some of it is I get frightened, right? Somebody makes a bad move. I have a really ex- you know, extensive, the other was feeling that I don't matter. What? I don't matter? They didn't see me? Right. It's like, I don't matter came up. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's an old one. I've had that one for a while. I don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, parents worked hard, had both jobs, you know, had to be at home with a housekeeper. It was sort of a message, not true, but a message mm-hmm. that I interpreted as, I guess I don't matter. Um, so it's, you know, these emotional things can can be connected to things from our childhood for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what this do you is, think, Brenda? What do you think of this EFT? Yeah, I think it's so powerful. And it makes me think about how, you know, recently I've been hearing more about, um, I think his name is Dr. Russell Kennedy. He talks a lot about some book on anxiety. And he talks about how, um, you know, so much of it, we try and and think through anxiety, but it's it's not necessarily the brain, um, the brain's job, it's your body, right? Your body is what goes into alarm, which is what makes you feel anxious. And I tend to be more on the, you know, I get I, you know, I get anxious about things and I, um, and I, and it's funny, like, it's your body going into alarm. And then I'm like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Because I can be doing something completely different, not even thinking about the thing, like a, a thing that I'm worried about. Um, but my body will hijack me. And so there's something my body's in alarm, even if when my brain doesn't know it. And so I think this would be so powerful. It's what do they call it? There's the psychosomatic, and then there's the somatic or soma psychic or something where it's the body informing the brain, like yes, the it's yeah. the body. And so what I love about this is that it's a way to get at the body and it's, it's not a, it's not a logical thing. It's, it's um, calming. I think that's why, like, I just feel so calm, so relaxed and so at peace after doing that. So I, I think, yeah, that's what I just think it's so powerful. And so for people that are listening that are thinking, okay, like maybe they don't have the issue I have um, that you just, we just tapped on. So what, how can people like, and do they need someone to take them through it? Or like, like, so if people are thinking, okay, this sounds great. How do they use it? Yeah. I think it's a good idea to have somebody take them through it and uh, they can always contact me, of course, Mm -hmm. but before, but they don't have to do that. They can go on YouTube, YouTube, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, like to me, it's sort of the Oracle modern day oracle <laughs> you can find anything and look around google it uh, youtube search eft emotional freedom technique and you will get hundreds and hundreds of people doing it on different topics and try them and find somebody who you like and tap along and 
you'll be amazed how helpful it can be. There's one I used for a while for cravings, sugar cravings in particular. Oh, Hmm. okay. So yes. And so definitely they could do that. They could go to YouTube. So that's great. What I, what I loved about doing it with you just now was it felt very customized to my specific issue. And so like, I don't think I'd find a YouTube video that did like that at that specific level. Right. So, um, so it's great. Well, you'd be surprised. That, yeah. Okay. Just want you to know it's not, it's, it's, right. it is, it, you'd be surprised. And it also depends on the person and, and how close to your issue it might be. Cause I, I said, there's really only four problems in the world. They just put on different clothes, right? It, there really aren't that many issues in the world for humans. So they will usually touch on the issue, but you're right. In this case, if you find an EFT practitioner and you can find them, I'm sure that again, Google them, they will be very specific. And if they're talented at it, they will be intuitive Mm -hmm. and they will say things like, I don't know where messy came from, Brenda, just the word just appeared, right? Mm -hmm. That was intuition speaking. So, and that, that's what a good practitioner can do. Pick mm-hmm. up, up the energy that you have and say it out loud. Um, they will also talk. So we didn't do a lot of talking before, but a practitioner will spend a good 15, 20 minutes talking about the issue and asking about how long you've had it. And so they can get a better idea of what's, of what's going on before they start the tapping. Um, so that will often happen as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're out there. Okay. Well, that's fabulous. And um, so people can, yeah, they can go on YouTube or they can contact you. And we'll we'll be talking about that in a minute, how they can contact you. You did say that we need to talk about um, how you got over the contempt. Was it contempt and anger? With your, did you work. say you wanted to? <laughs> yeah, I, I. this is when, you know, EFT was... Uh, I had learned it. I hadn't really used it very much. I think I was a little shy about using it with my clients because it is a little out there. Yeah. It's a little weird. Um, It is a little weird. Tapping now, pretty much everybody knows about tapping, but you know, we're talking 20 years ago almost. So anyway, I uh, went to the Omega center in, in New York state. Do you know about the Omega Center, by the way? Yes. I thought you would. So I went to the Omega Center to do a weekend with a man who was talking about law of attraction. And it was a fabulous time. I loved it. And he was also an EFT person. So he ended, and people said, well, what is that? And he said, oh, it's this, this, this. And I was one of the people who actually knew what it was, but most of the people didn't. So he did an EFT. And then he showed us how to use law of attraction with emotional freedom technique. So I thought, well, this is really cool. I was in the throes of um, a marriage breaking up and I was uh, really angry. So, uh, and devastated. Wasn't my idea. Didn't happen very nicely. So I go back to my room and I write it all out. So the way he did it is you write out what the issue is. And then on the left side of the page, you write everything you don't want. On the right side of the page, you write everything you do want. And then you tap on it. So you go down everything that you don't want. You do tapping there and everything you don't want, do want. So I spent about a half an hour standing up with this thing in front of me, tapping on everything that I wrote. And it was deep and it was intense. And 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 what I did want was, you know, to feel fine, to be okay, to, to be able to co-parent our dog together without any problems. I had a lot and I went through it. So half an hour, all of a sudden, I felt like, I don't know, lifted, a burden lifted. And I sat, stood there and I thought, I totally forgive him. Completely wow. and utterly, totally forgive him. The anger was gone. The hatred was gone. The upset was gone. It was gone. It never came back. Never That's came incredible. back. Yeah, wow. and I literally felt it lift. 
Yes, it was. And I thought, wow. I was so grateful because, you know, living like that is only hurts you really ultimately. Yes, yes. But I was just so grateful and because I want to be the person who can forgive. I want to be that person. Mm. And I couldn't. And then I did. (laughs) So anyway, it was intense and it was beautiful. And I was really grateful. And the next time I went to pick up the dog, I told him, I forgive you. At which point he said, don't forgive me. Oh, <laughs> I don't deserve forgiveness. I thought uh, that's your problem. Yeah. My, I'm okay. I, I forgive you. <laughs> yes. That is really powerful because forgiveness is one of the hardest things. And so it just goes to show the power of this emotional freedom technique. That's that's incredible. And I think that will help people that maybe are holding on to something or holding on to anger. So thank you for sharing that story. I think that's it's really helpful. And I'm so happy for you that that happened. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was real. Yeah. So Lisa, um, gosh, we could talk about this all day. There's so many more questions I want to ask you and we're out of time. So I want to ask you what I ask all my guests, which is what's one thing that you, your best recommendation for helping women to flourish in their lives? To forgive themselves. Mm. Find a way to, I was gonna say love love yourself, but you know how challenging that is. Yeah, I think that, that we are so hard on ourselves. And so demanding. And I I remember, you know, the work we did with Mothers on Fire and the women that, uh, all these moms who I was meeting, particularly the coaching group, the young, and how um, hard on themselves they were. Thinking they had to do, be, and like be perfect and have everything together and I, 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 it stunned me, you know, because I wasn't a mom. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was stunned by that. That's that. Do you have to have that tendency to be a mom, or does being a mom bring out that tendency? I wasn't sure. <laughs> right. I just wasn't yeah. sure. You were our voice of reason. I, I remember was- that because you, you were on the outside seeing all the ridiculousness of what we were trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, and you were the generation that was trying to do it all and look good while you're doing it. And that that was uh that was eye-opening to me. And so, yes, I think being able to allow yourself to forgive you know, the ways that you don't measure up. You know, I'm deep. I'm a deep person and I'm yes. I'm going deeper and deeper. You yeah. know, as to what what's the one thing that helps you know women flourish, and it, but it's always, you know, letting go of fear and stepping into love. Mm. Always that, and that's what I help people do: let go of the fear, step into love, and the okay. and that to me is how we we flourish. Let go of fear and step into love. And forgiveness is all part of that too. So love lives. Love lives with forgiveness. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm sure. um, I know I need to hear that. And I'm sure you listening need to hear that too. We can all take that to heart. So thank you. Thank you. And Lisa, for those of you that would like to get in, um, for those who would like to get in touch with you, if they're interested in um, having you as their coach or interested in one of your maybe upcoming coach training programs, how can people best get in touch with you? They can email me. And can I give my email? Yeah. I think we'll that in the show notes too. Sure. It's easy. Lisa at lisagarber.com. Yes. <laughs> Lucky that we got in early, didn't it? So we could get those kinds of emails. Yes. yes. There are some other Lisa Garbers out there that I know uh-huh. of that I'm excited about. Okay. So, yeah, Lisa, you're Lisa the Garber. Lisa Garber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the OG. Um, and so in your website is lisagarber.com. Lisa Garber.com. Okay. 
perfect. It's undergoing a lot of stuff, so it may not be the easiest. There's a contact there, so that's another way to to find me through contact. Yeah. So I will make sure we put all of those in or both of those in the show notes so people can reach you. And I highly recommend too that you check out. um, Oh, and your Instagram is great too. You share so much uh, great stuff on there. So we will put your Instagram handle in the show notes as well. Is it good? Is it Brenda? Because honestly, I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram. It's great. You're doing. Yes. I love what you share. It's really so many practical tips, so many great ideas that you share and also on your blog. And so yeah, follow Lisa Garber. She's got so many uh, great gems that she puts out into the world that um, that are so helpful for women as well. I mean, they're helpful for everyone, but I know I find um, what you put out in the world to be so helpful and so timely. So thank you. And so I encourage everyone to check Uh, to check you out on Instagram and your website. So we'll put those in the show notes. And oh my goodness, Lisa, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been such a joy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.